What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Alfred from the Rap Lab Podcast, and we appreciate everybody who's supporting episode one, tuning into the debut of the Rap Lab. Um, but before we begin the first episode of this podcast, uh, we just want to say rest in peace uh, to Gianna and Kobe Bryant, who tragically passed away in a helicopter crash yesterday. And uh, yeah, we want to um, say RIP to the Mamba. Uh, we'll never forget you, Kobe. Thank you for everything you ever did for the sport of basketball on and off the court. And uh, we're going to have a brief moment of silence before we begin the podcast for Kobe and Gianna Bryant. You dig? What do you get when you add 30% lyrics, 30% production, 30% history, and 10% unbiased opinions? You have 100% chemistry. Welcome to the Rap Lab. Yeah, welcome to the Rap Lab is right. It is the premiere episode of the Rap Lab podcast where it's just three hip-hop aficionados talking about everything and anything that got to do with rap. We be talking about today, yesterday, last year, last week, and everything in between. It's your man's flip. It's your man QG. And your boy T.O. And uh, so this is our first episode, and we just going to talk about what brought us here today. And uh, pretty much how we how we fell in love with the genre known as hip hop, rap, and whatever, and all the subgenres of the culture. So uh, we start off with my man's QG. Uh, just tell the people out there, um, you know, what when you first started listening to rap, what was like the song that like made you fall in love with the genre, and you take it from there. All right. Well, for me, first of all, I'm glad we all here. We have arrived. Yes, we have. There's three brothers here. So to answer the question. For me, it was back in 1991, watching Video Music Box, and it was LL Cool J, and it was Mama Said Knock You Out. When I heard that song, it just brought me into loving the entire culture and just wanting to know more about hip-hop. I've heard songs previously, obviously, back in the 80s, but that particular rapper and that particular song really made me a diehard fan. Till this day, when I hear that song, I still get chills off it. And I know the whole song word for word. So Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J in 1991 made me a fan. And T.O., what about, what about you, bro? Believe it or not, when I first, the first hip-hop song I ever heard in my life, even when I was a kid or a little baby, if you could say, was actually Tribe Called Quest. Now, this was in 1990. Actually, the first song I heard was Bonita Applebaum. And then um, later on, I got a chance to hear other songs like El Cuje, like QG said, Mama Said Knock You Out. And then like a few years later, next record I actually heard, didn't get a chance to hear every other song yet, was Electric Relaxation. And that's when I became a real hip-hop fan. And in between, I also, which a lot of people get on me on, was P-Rock and C.O. Smooth. Why not? You know, it's one of the greatest duos around that particular era. But when I heard Electric Relaxation, I realized that Tribe was going towards a certain direction of hip-hop. Like, mostly the hip-hop jazz type. That You can hear a lot of jazz. We got the jazz. We got the jazz. All that stuff. That's when I became a big fan of hip-hop. So, to this day, Child Core Quest is one of my favorite rap groups ever. Wait, did I did I did I hear that right? You was um listening to Tribe as a baby? Yes, I heard a tribe when I was a baby. How do you remember that? Easy. My mom accidentally played it when she was scrolling through channels and I heard it. But you was a baby, how do you remember that? Cause my mom told me. 
Oh, okay. I, I like thought... the fact that he did mention Pete Rock and Seal's move. <laughs> so, you know, he actually meant to say that first, but we'll, we'll just let him <laughs> go with Tribe Called Quest for now. Don't Yo, worry. I'll, I'll go a few years later if you got NBA Street Volume 2. <laughs> Yo, for anybody who ever met this man, T.O., you, 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 he has a, a affection for Pete Rock and Seal's move. We'll get into that later. Yep. No, uh, we not. <laughs> we'll get into it later, but it's on you, Al. You, I mean, you got to let them know, you know, what was what your up? introduction. What so. Up? It's not so unlike y'all. It wasn't no particular artist that did it. When I was about what third grade, third grade that was nineteen ninety nine, I believe. If my ma- my math is right. Yeah, so I was in third grade, and there was this channel, and the channel it was like it was called the box, and it would just be like music videos, mm-hmm. and it, them shits would just play on a loop, and um, it was just a mix of everything. So like. When I first started listening to rap or watching these videos, I ain't know nothing from nothing. So I caught on pretty late. I was like seven, eight years old, first started watching videos that made me get into the music. And like the very first music video I saw on that channel was, um, well, obviously it was uh, You Got That Fire by Juvenile for obvious reasons. And then, um, of course, it was, um, I think like Hate Me Now was like the big thing. Too at that time around that time around that, that time, time yeah was, Nas, was, Nas and Puff Daddy yeah it was a bit of a shift yeah and then like I vividly remember this like the 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 third music video I ever saw in my life was um I don't remember the name of the song and like maybe y'all could like jump in and help me All right, what's that? but like in the music video it was a Cuban Link song and he was at the mural of Big Pun crying flowers, flowers of for the, the dead. dead yeah and I was just like oh okay right. Even though that man never came out with an album, I'd never buy no Cuban Link on CD. But that's a different story. There's reasons behind that. Um, but we'll get into that. But um, but yeah. So like the box and like I used to watch that shit for years as a kid coming from school. Facts. And I never forget like one time my grandmother came in the room and it was the Lil Kim video. I got I got the biggest ass whooping the ass whooping. What video was that? It was uh how, the video for how many licks. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, with her and sister. Oh, yeah. Yo, my, gra- my grandmother came in the room and said, what the fuck are you watching? I was like, ah! Uh, does it take till you get to the center? I, I yeah, like, she gave you, yeah, she gave me a lot of lips on, on that behind. Listen, man. And to, the, belt. and to this day, no... Uh, and extension cord. Well, I mean, her baby father probably found out how many licks it took to get to the center of her. But anyway. Shout out to Lil' Kim. We love you, Kim. Um, Legendary. Yeah, and then... Uh, and I vividly remember around that time period too, that DMX and Cisco joint, uh, what these bitches want from a nigga was also okay. was also playing well, you look, heavy. You look at it, Cisco was everywhere but on the rap video. That man fell off hard. But um, Nah, I wouldn't say that. He was working at that time, man. He was. Like features and everything, man. With, with Not to mention this. I mean he was, was wasn't this? wasn't he the only successful branch off from Drew what Hill? Was this? What was yeah, his, he was. Uh, Enter the Dragon or Unleash the Dragon. What was his solo album? Because he was on, like, Death, Death Soul. Death Soul. Yeah, an extension of that. That's why he that was, was working with X. That was a good solo album. And all these other guys, man. But yeah, it's funny you mentioned what these bitches want from a nigga because, you know, everybody brings up the Brenda, Letitia, Linda, Felicia, Dawn, LaShawn, Ardez. Only Dame X can get away with that. <laughs> and, and, and don't forget Cookie. He met her in the ice cream bar. <laughs> don't forget Three Kims, Three too. Kims. <laughs> Can't forget those Three Kims. But, um... But yeah, so like, why are we talk? Why are we going down memory lane for ourselves? Like, why we don't um talk about like some of our favorite stuff, man? So like, Tio, I know you mentioned like Tribe, and I know we 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 joke on you about Pete Rock and CL Smooth, but like, what's some of your, what's some of your favorite stuff, man? Like, you could talk about Pete Rock and CL Smooth because they another part of my 
um, on a collection of favorite rap groups. I always enjoyed their first album, of course. I think that was their first album. Was they reminisce over you? Was that their first album? No, that the was, Mecca and the Soul Brother. Yeah, sorry, was, Mecca and yeah, the Soul yeah, Brother. Yeah, but yeah. that, but that song is on there though. No, I'm sorry. I met the Mecca and the Soul Brother, yeah. and then like later on, that was their sophomore. That was LP. their so- yeah, because they had an all all sold out. Song. Oh, I, I, I thought did. that was their first. Wasn't Main but, Ingredient their second? No, believe it or not, they had a little bit of a you could say EP called yeah, All they had Sold an Out. EP That's that where the song first. The Creator. Right. Now the Creator song was one of my favorites because I didn't get a chance to listen to that until like during the time I became a fan of hip hop mostly after Tribe. And when I heard The Creator, it was so different because you used to Pete Rock doing the mixing and then you used to C L doing the lyrics. Mm. And then it just switched for some reason and then Pete Rock did the song. And then later, and then I didn't know at that time, and I think it was barely a few years ago, I didn't know there was another version to the creator, and this time it's sort of both P-Rock and C.O. Smooth rapping, mostly C.O. doing the lyrics. L- let me ask you this question, Mac. Did you know from then that P-Rock and Heavy D were related? No, I didn't. They, wait, they're related? You they're didn't cousins. know, bro. They're cousins, they're man. cousins. Man, yeah. I, had, I had no clue, man. Yeah. I, I didn't. I had no clue. That, but you know what the thing is? I should have known when... A, when I heard the song "Don't Curse," and you could hear because Heavy Rock, said it. I mean, sorry, Heavy said it. Yeah, I want my, my cousin. I'm Pete, gonna let my little cousin, cousin rock, rock on there. Rock yeah. on there, and it, and it makes sense because everybody was from Mount Vernon. That was a Mount Vernon thing. I mean, except for a few people who was on that song, except for Tip Queens, obviously Lyndon. And I got another thing that'll blow your mind. Remember the song Troy. Troy, yeah. you know who that was for? It's Trouble T. Roy, T- and T- he Roy, was he peace. was a member of Heavy D's crew. He the was, boys, yeah, he was in the boys. Wasn't he dancing and fell off the ledge or something something like that? From what I read and from my research, they were, you know, just playing around uh, on the roof. And it it was just a a, a freak accident, man, that that, that happened to to, him. I don't remember exactly what they were doing, but he slipped and he fell, man. And, you know, I remember hearing about that. Rest in peace to Charlie Oh, man, rest in peace to Charlie Heavy. Boy, Heavy, you know, everybody from around there, man. I was upset when Heavy died. Oh, man. Because if you want to you want to you want to talk about changing the game when it came to overweight people, yeah. the man you could say the man was big, but this man was dancing his butt off. Love that guy, man. He was a trendsetter. He, he was a trendsetter. Dress, dress, dance, dress, rap. He was like a smooth. He was a smooth. Yeah, you want to yeah. talk about smooth operator? <laughs> that man was smooth operator as but well. But for you, but for you with the tribe and and Pete Rock and CL Smooth, that's that's your favorite. That's that was your, that was that my was favorite time. to start with. Right. And then like as years gone by, I started listening. To, I didn't get a chance to listen much of Big Daddy Kane yet. And then like my brother sort of schooled me on on that part. Okay. But um, I got into late knowing about the Grandmaster Flash and a bit of well, L. Kuja was around then too. Right. Also, I didn't. I forgot to mention this. Around the way was another one of the records. Around I, the way, girl. Around Same the way, girl. Yeah, nineteen ninety-one. That's right. From the Mama Should Knock You Out LP. Mm-hmm. Another classic, man. But then when you when you when you get into a touch with hip hop, then it was like everybody was hot. But they was also in their own lane, like a tribe. Like you saw the direction they was going with keeping the jazz hip hop alive. You had Kane and Rakim doing the most raw lyrics ever. You know, Rakim, debatable, is one of the greatest of all times. And then after that, I just fell, I just fell in love with hip hop. It was just like you, you. You know what it sound like to me? It sound like you. You very New York centric in your. But but that's it. I'm glad you mentioned that because then I was about to talk about soon of learning more of the West Coast, <laughs> which I was about to get into. I laugh. About so that. 
West Coast. I didn't. I wasn't really heard about what was going on in the West Coast like that. Cause see, when you when we were in New York in certain local areas, they were mostly playing then about mostly the local top talents. Like say for instance, we didn't hear about Houston unless it was like maybe Scarface. Yeah. We didn't know anything about then of hold on of like the UGK's early days and the Screw and Chops, the Michael Watts, DJ Screw and all of them. We didn't hear about it. But that. you know what it is? Radio was very territorial exactly. back back in those days. It's exactly. not like now where you could be in New York and you turn on Hot 97 and the first thing you hear is the baby and he's from North Carolina. Like back then, like if you was in New York, you mostly heard more of New York music. You was hearing New York music. But they, Unless like it was a major hit, like, like but see that guys, you said that because that's when you had major hits, like, what's his name, Ice Cube. Today was a good day. New York heard about that, but and you that's see, a major hit. You, you see the hell that a lot of them had to go through because yep. New York radio stations used to hate West Coast West music Coast. and Dallas. They used to diss them in skits and do all this. They wouldn't play them in the clubs. <laughs> It was very hard for these guys to break through the glass ceiling. And Unless then, it was videos. Yeah. That's the only time you saw their songs was mostly through videos. Well, sometimes a song is so hot, you can't deny it. The fans would not let it go, and that's what but really But the happened. funny part is even New York fans were messing, was um, getting down with the Ice Cubes then and the NWAs, possibly. That's for sure. If you guys could see the hoodie I'm wearing, Ice Cube is on it. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a huge Ice Cube fan. Shout out to we'll, the legendary. But we Ice will Cube. get to that when you know once Mac is finished. So you got you got you got any more memories or anything? Anything more of your favorites? And then as far as one person in particular, like these two like to jump on me for, especially uh, QG over here, <laughs> Jay Z. Oh. All right. <laughs> so Jay Z. <laughs> Jay Z. Now, where I'm from. Lindsay Park building still over there. Why not? Um, didn't it was not too far from Marcy Projects. Never got a chance to even visit Marcy Projects, but there was times that that's a place you'd want to visit. No, okay. I'm just saying. Actually, like, he did. I did not. <laughs> if anybody ever uh, uh, saw the Hard Knock Life video, I want everybody out there. Hold up. <laughs> look I'm back a... at the Hard Knock Life. It, oh, no, God. like if you've never seen my boy Tio, you will get your chance to see him when you look at the Hard Knock Life video. The guy that's coming out of that store with the blue jersey and the dreads, that's this man right here. I don't care what he says. It was him. He could deny it all he likes. He's been a celebrity since then. First of all, I was away when that happened. I didn't even know they snuck and filmed right behind my grandma's building. See, his grandma's building, what I tell you. But Oh, so he was right there. He was right there. No, I wait, say? no when they when they filmed that one in the store where the train station is right above it, I, that's where I live. You see how descriptive he is? So he was there. That doesn't mean I was there. You was there, man. Don't listen to him. I'm man. telling you. Don't man. listen to He's them. He's a celebrity. Yeah, right. Yo, T.O. been in a lot of a lot of hip hop moments. You know? <laughs> Plenty. Lord Jamar is your uncle. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh no, not this again. Oh, we gonna have fun with that one. His whole family tree. Listen, <laughs> why gotta be my family it's, tree? Well, we all have our we all have our own. But but to, now, now there is one thing that off topic that I was scared of was that picture you showed me when oh, that was at the listen, <laughs> listen, that's a whole other topic, and we will probably get to that another time. But oh God, let's 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 switch. Uh, all right, I, and, so um, so back to what know, I was saying. Let me just let me just. Yeah, one more yeah, take yeah, on this yeah, Jay-Z. I heard about Reasonable Doubt. Like, the only reason... The first song, of course, that came out was, like, Dead Presidents. I was more into the production more than the lyrics until, like, later on, I started understanding where his direction was going. Because Dead Presidents beat is hot. Why not? 
you know, yeah, it was a sample. Primo. What was the sample from um? No, that, I don't that know. That was a primo. No, that, I think that was. Ski. Nah, you're was right. That ski? Yeah, that, I think that is ski. Yeah, was yeah, that a ski beat? It probably was. Um, it probably was. Ski. I think it was DJ Ski if who we, did if that we, beat. If we check, and I think out, it was a sure. sample of is it Lonnie Liston Smith. Is that the well? You original? know, you're the man with the samples, man. <laughs> when it comes to samples, I think it was Lonnie Liston. If anybody Smith, knows that is you. Some of y'all can correct me. Y'all may say I'm right, right but right, I forgot right, the right, song. Right. But I think it was a Lonnie Liston Smith. Um, yeah, yeah Dead Presidents was Ski. It was ski. ski. All right, okay. so it was Ski with that one. You know, lot, you know, a lot of producers don't get recognized. Like what we just mentioned, like the Primos and Indeed. the P Rocks and stuff. Ski Indeed. should be up there too. Yeah, he should be. That's a legendary beat that a lot of people rapped over. And I want to think that one person who actually took a Nas The World Is Your remix lyrics and put that on a beat. That was so blended in well. Rex, indeed. I got to find that person again. All right, so QG, I know you got a much more complex all over the all over the map oh, history. Man. So tell us. I mean, for me, man, like, I did mention 91, but it I didn't really, really engulf myself in it until I would have to say... When Illmatic came out, when Illmatic came out and I heard The World Is Yours, that was my introduction to Nas and I just completely fell in love with that song. I didn't hear the entire Illmatic album and then I got into Tupac and Pac is my favorite MC ever. Like I could watch Pac all day, listen to him all day. And at that time, Mob Deep came out with Shook Ones. That became my anthem for a long, long time. Because I'm from Queens. So anything that ever came out from Queens, I was mm -hmm. always into, whether it be Onyx with Slam and just getting into my area, my neighborhood. Because you feel good when you see people from your area and streets that you grew up in and streets that you know, you feel a part of it. Like the Lost Boys. I was into the Lost Boys when they came out. And then it shifted on to listening to Ice Cube. I'm a big Ice Cube fan. I listened to so much West Coast music during my school days. People thought I was actually from Compton or from Long Beach. It's I was crazy. one of them who thought that way. Everybody <laughs> thought I was from the West Coast because I listened to all these different groups. It was Compton's the Italian too, by the way. So, oh, so, my so, God. So let me it ask, was crazy. Let me, let, me, let me ask you a question. So, like... So you say you you, you you born and raised in Queens. You still live in Queens. Yes. But, like, how did you get into that West Coast music? I got into the West Coast mainly because listening to Pac and hearing Pac talk about it, and obviously I knew who Cube was because watching the vid videos, the video music box and everything, and Dr. Dre. I mean, right, because back then, yeah. like, we about to show our age, but, like, it was no, it was no YouTube. <laughs> it was no YouTube. Like, nobody had internet in their house at that point unless you was, like, rich. No, had no internet. And again, I uh, think we, we had Windows 98 and we, all that stuff. I got to credit my older brother because my older brother had the tapes. He had the records of these artists. That's what it was back then, the cassette oh, tapes. Oh, man, the cassettes, the, it was the, the records. CDs, and all that. The Chronic, listening to that, and Snoop Dogg. So it was really, for me, where I really got engulfed in it, I got to go with 1997, mm. Life After Death. Uh, that was the first rap album I ever bought with my own money. I got CDs before. Like, it was written. That was a gift from my mom. And I absorbed that album, and I loved that album. But when I bought Life After Death, my cousin introduced me to that album. I've heard of Biggie before, but I never heard a full-length album. So I sat there with my CD player. 
and I listened to it back and front, man, and I just absorbed that album so much. That album changed my life. It became a soundtrack to my life. That's why I'm a huge Biggie fan, because I relate to the stuff that he was saying in his lyrics, not the life that he was living, but just the fact of being yourself. Because what did Biggie tell everybody? Heartthrob never, black and ugly as ever. He made it cool to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the guy. And of course, his name is Christopher. And for those of you out there, when you hear your name, my name is Christopher, just throwing that out there. So you feel a part of that. So that right there, that moment, 1997, Life After Death, it was all she wrote from there for me with that one. All right, and I guess I'll get into it myself. So, um, hmm, how'd I get here? All right, let's see. So, like, my first, when I first started listening to rap, like I told y'all earlier, it was all through Video Music Box. But when it came to, like, actually, like, albums and stuff, now, I'll never forget, I was the last kid, right? And around the time, like, Cash Money was, like, big. Like, big, 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 big. Cash Money and No Limit, right? So... It's a funny story, going back memory lane. I remember I used to get allowance every week as a little kid, right? Like $2 a week. And I'll never forget, like, one point. at one point, I saved that allowance up to, like, $36. And I, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, when my mom dragged me everywhere, I would always bring the money with me for some reason. One day, we just happened to be in Circuit City. And I was maybe, like, 8, 9, 10 years old. And the first album I ever bought with my own money was the original Chopper City by BG. Mm. Yo, I took that shit home and I must have listened to it maybe 10 times in the, in the first week I had it. I still got that CD too, by the way. That was your first one that you bought? The first one I ever bought with my own money. Matter nice. Of, I mean, he admitted that he came late to the party, which is fine. And it. I'm not talking about Chopper City in the ghetto with Bling Bling on it. I'm talking about nah, the, the original. original. Yeah. Way back. The original with the album. blue, the blue, yeah, the yeah, blue yeah, album, album cover. Yes, yes. Wow. Yo, man. That, yo. And then from there, like, I don't know. And I'm very big on collections, even as an adult. So, like. The thing with me is, like, if when I was a kid and I bought a CD, if I bought the CD, and the, and the little the little booklet said in stores now, it showed you everything else from the catalog. I had to get all of them. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So like, BG went to Juvenile. Juvenile went to Hot Boys. Hot Boys went to the Big Timers. Until I just bought all of them. And then when No Limit, when I started getting into like No Limit, yo, them No Limit booklet magazines, yo, oh my goodness, yo, they would say coming soon. And they would show you like twelve different albums. That's a lot of albums, man, that you got, bro. Bro, from, look, especially from No Limit. When, when and you Cash look, Money. well, when you look at No Limit back then, everybody was bringing out an album. Yeah. Even and and of course, even the edition of Snoop Dogg, everybody was bringing you, albums. You know, I fucks with No Limit so hard because it was like a business thing. Because not only did did the did the, the, the did the booklet tell you about like twenty eight albums that was all coming out within the next month, but like even if you listen to their albums. Like, a good majority of those albums, like, you have, like, 12 niggas on one song. That's a fact. Like, every album never failed. Like, and the second album I ever bought with my own money, and I vividly remember this because I went back to the same Circuit City, and I seen the album, and I was just like, yo, that, that Soldier Slim, give it to him raw, man. And, the, yo, and the, piece. Powerful. yo, all Powerful. them Down South albums used to, like, attract me because, like, the album covers would just stick out. Yeah. Yo. I seen torpedoes and missiles and dude in the camouflage. <laughs> and I was just like, yo. Yeah. It got to a point I was buying albums more for the artwork when I was a kid, more than the music. But And sometimes that could attract the people buying the albums. It's not just the songs and the lyrics, but once the album cover comes and it's like, 
I like the way the album looks. And you know what it, what it is too? When you anticipate an album so much, you can't wait to rip off the plastic, oh, read the credits, see me, who produced it. Sometimes you... the lyrics would be in the booklet. You're reading. like That was a lot of fun. Man, the pic- yo, the, the artwork in some of these booklets too. And that's why I tell people because like, we'll, we'll go through my CD collection at some point out here. But like, my favorite part of buying physical CDs was the booklet. And like one of my favorite booklets, and I'm it's crazy we talking about booklets instead of the actual music, but like Dog Food by the Dog Pound. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember, but like when y'all when y'all open that album and you see the booklet and it's like a, a cartoon version of Daz and Corrupt. And I remember Snoop, that. No, and they all at the table eating a last meal. I was like, yo, yeah, that's... yeah. Nah, man. But then but then like my 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 focus, like, I don't know why, but just like New York rap when I was younger never appealed to me. But, like, West Coast stuff started appealing to me because, like, Down South stuff and West Coast stuff, if you really, really listen to it, they both heavy on synthesizers. That and you, you got to remember Master P, I'm glad you brought him up. Remember Master P. Oh, yeah, Master P started in the West. In the West he Coast. Was in California. Richmond, California. Richmond, and yep. I don't know if y'all noticed, but, like, early, early, like, this is maybe, like. The ghetto's trying to kill me. Yeah, around that time, like, 94, 95, he, Master P was fucking with E-40 real hard. He shouted out the Bay countless times. Especially too short. And, like, so then I started listening to... And, and like, a lot of people, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, well, I started listening to West Coast. I started listening to Tupac, Snoop Dogg. No. Like, me, it was E-40 first. Ooh. It was E-40. <laughs> it was uh, Too Short. Yeah. Like, I started in the Bay. And, of course, you go into the Bay, that's when you get to Tupac. Even though my favorite era of Tupac is Death Row Tupac. But we we get to that in a, in a little bit. But, I don't know. Early Tupac didn't do nothing for me. When he... When he, when he got Early to, Tupac for me was fun. You talking mm-hmm. about strictly for my niggas, Tupac and Tupac 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 Tupac. I'm gonna go now. I'm the I'm one of the biggest Tupac fans in the world, but I will go on record and tell you, Tupac now was boring. Boring. There is one song I like on that whole album. You know, you know what it is with that album for me. I, I, I would understand why you would say it's boring, but you got to look at it from his age and the type of message he was trying to send. Because it was all about, it was more political. It was more political. It was more about the struggle. It was more about what was going on. That's go how you got. Re- that's how you got records with Brenda's got a baby. Yep. You know what I mean? He was talking about police brutality. But you know what the thing is, I because when you you separate Pac from Death Row to the early Pac, Pac was having fun, but at the same time yeah. he was spreading messages. That was his of whole the real life struggle. That was his whole thing stuff. at the time. So when that whole Brenda's got a baby came out, it was like, yo, yeah, this man is like. And at the same time, you got to look at it with certain rappers. When they're at a certain age, they're still they're still trying to find themselves, man. And then when he got older, and when he he finally became that complete MC, that complete person at that age, that's when you started to really get. Listen, what he when, was doing. when it yo, so like what I like to do, I like take all the songs and just put them on shuffle when I'm in the car. But if it's Tupacalypse now, if it's not, if my homie calls, everything is a skip. Everything is even. Brenda's got a baby. Even I don't want to hear that. Are you serious? I don't want. Yo, if I'm in a good ass mood, you think I want to hear about some baby in a trash well, can? This is the thing about music. You think music, I want to hear about a, little, music, a girl getting raped by music? A music is all about all these different emotions I'm and different trying, stories, bro. I'm trying to feel good now. That's I will, fine. That's fine. When I'm in a when I'm in a bad mood and want to feel ignorant and want to feel like a hype beast. I, yo, I listen to Death Row, Pac all the but time. But see, the thing is, you can still listen to Brenda's Got a Baby, but if you don't have that certain type of mood, it's okay. And I get but it. But Brenda's Got a Baby is one of the most, how will I say, most yeah, memorable obviously, songs. Yeah, obviously, you're not going to go to the club or bump it in your car and get hype on Brenda's see, Got Alfred, a Baby. But, but, 
But yo, it's yo. about the message, bro. That's the All right. thing. And I'm, that's I'm, what's missing today. See, and it's funny you say that because, like, I love Boogie Down Productions and I love KRS-One. Yeah. But I don't want to be preached to all the time. That's why I don't listen to that nigga all the time. That's fine. Because it's all about the different balances of different artists and different music. That's what makes music Like, so if I'm good. in a good-ass mood and I'm about to go to some party, you think I'm going to listen to Black Cop? Like, you don't have no. to listen to Black Cop. However, however... Those records are important. No, are they no, 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 no. Those records are important. Yeah. But, but see, it's, it's some songs you cannot listen. I got to be in a certain mood to listen to certain stuff. Understandable. So so basically, you can't just listen to it just to listen to it. Right. I got to like, if I want to listen to Brendan's Got a Baby, I got to like be in a certain frame of mind. Ah, okay. I got to be like, something Something would have had to have happened that would have that would have like said, oh, all right, let me nah, sit down. I'm, I'm different. Like, like, I, I'm no, like what, it's certain but, songs. But, like, but see, you gotta understand how the messages were back then. It was not just, oh, you gotta be in a certain mood to hear Brenda's Got a Baby. You gotta, you gotta learn from the perspective of what was going out there that people were being taken advantage, and for someone like Pop to even t- tackle that particular subject on, it was like. Brenda's got a baby, blah, blah, blah. You heard the song and everything. So people were feeling sad, but at the same time, this is what's happening around the 90s as well. I get what you both are saying, though. Like, of course. But, like, but, yeah. but I understand if you're not in a certain right, mood right. to listen to Brenda's got a baby. But like QG said, it is one of the most memorable songs I of could just all put time. it on and just listen to it. You know, what even I mean? me, I don't care yeah. if it comes on. I'll just. Be I, right. I, I, I listen, listen, man. I don't want to hear about. I the mean, mo- it is a sad song. Don't get I, me listen, wrong. Listen, if I'm in a good mood, I don't want to listen to about the molester sex and her crazy. Like, nah, oh, but but that's and, and I understand because you want to be in a certain mood. And it's like right, damn, but it's reality. But it's reality. People, it's real. That's this why is he was real talking life about stuff. it. And that's what's missing today. We need more messages like that because it still we goes don't, on. We don't have messages today. I mean, certain people like yeah. We could name like maybe the Kendrick, but I get it. I could just throw it on and listen to it and just appreciate it. That's and go some, in. That, that's that, cool. Yo, I gotta be in a certain mind frame, man. But, I can, but you can't say the song is whack. That's what I'm saying. Like there's a variety. Of, no, the song's not whack. I never said the song was whack. I don't get. You know, I'm not disrespectful, man. I, I'm not. Right. The song's not whack. Right. Just I don't want to hear that. But you know the thing is, when you look at Tupacalypse, it wasn't really promoted that much. I don't remember seeing. It, it. still went gold. It still it, went, it gold. went gold. It took a while for it to get there. But know, that's but like you said, it's just about the time when Pac is also finding himself. But even, but even like strictly for is. my niggas, half that album is skipped to me. Like I would say, barely few songs. Now, me against the world, that's the album I stopped skipping. My favorite Pac album of and, all time, and that's the best Pac me album in my. No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? Oh, here we go. No, no, no. All eyes on me is the best Pac album. Nah, I don't know about that, buddy. I don't know we about have that. our specific reasons why. Okay, well, well, let's get into that. Why do you feel "All Eyes on Me" is Tupac's best work? Bro, there is not a single song on that album that I hit the skip. What's your phone on. number? All right, <laughs> I, 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 I got one. I got one. I got and that song is not whack, but there's reasons why. Here's my reason why. Here's my reason why. It's good, but it's. But it's he, too long for me. But here's my reason why I thought Me Against the World was just an edge over All Eyes on Me. Now, All Eyes on Me did better mainstream-wise. But when you hear Me Against the World, I couldn't skip a song off that. First of all, it looked like Pac was, like, emotional. You could hear his passion and emotions That's pouring out. I love that guy. Pouring out on that album. Now, there's a few songs. Now, this is after, what, was this after he got out this of jail? Is, no, actually, recorded this, this before was, he went to jail. This was recorded before he went to jail. A, a lot was going on at the time with Pac, because you got to look at it. This is, what, mid-94 into 95? Yep. 
and you know you got the charges that was going on over his head yeah he was he was going through that and you remember the intro yep. about him getting shot, shot in quad studios like it's it's setting the scene for what this man is going through and he's pouring it out on these songs the emotions it had everything it had the commercial singles. It had the commercial success. Temptation. Temptations. Dear Mama is like one of the Dear most Dear Mama is one of the most. Now that's a song. That's that, a beautiful song. Yo, I'm not going to lie to y'all. When, when, when I be having like spats with my mom, I just play that song out loud and she cut her shit. So it's like, that's funny because yeah. my mom got that as a ringtone for me. Oh, <laughs> I got that on my phone for my mama. You know what I mean, dear mama. Uh, but but check this out, and this is crazy because I know I said all eyes on me is his best album, but my favorite pop song is on me against the world. So many tears is my shit. And shout out to Shock G for producing that. Stevie Wonder sample, and again, um, me against the world, the title track of that song. There's no cursing on that song at all. It was a commercial success. Did it or did it not appear on the Bad Boy soundtrack? I don't remember that. Well, if you remember correctly in the movie, they played a little piece of it in the Bad Boys movie. They played Me Against the World. They played a little piece of it in like that scene, I believe, when I think the plane was flying over Miami. Y'all can correct me when y'all find out, but it was a commercial success. I gotta re- I gotta find that part. That album sold, what, five million? And the movie did come out in 95, so right. that was the same year that Me Against the World came out. I mean, it, it was just so much going on with that album, and... It was a combination of his love for the East Coast, his love for the West me Coast. Me personally, for all eyes on me, I don't think he needed a double CD. Why not? I don't know. I just, I just think, I just, I, I don't know. It was something about that album that I didn't think he needed a double CD. I'm gonna side with Al on this one. I, I don't know why, and and I can't, and I can't really. He do. he was hungry, hungry, he, bro. But you know what? Yeah, I can understand. He came out he, of jail ready, ready to get his told, spot back. Ready, he was way ready. Yeah, like, and, so, and we all heard the story about the recording. The studio for you heard God about sakes. the recording. You could tell him. You could tell him out about the recording process. It's like he slept in the studio me. all night. What do you do? Three songs a day? Three songs? Three to four songs a day? This man is old. Hey. Rest in peace, Papa. That's when. That's what you call overworking. I'm like, damn. This I mean, is he I, ever going to chill I mean, for did, a bit? He did say outside the courthouse, "You gonna find me in my place of business." And he was right. He was right. He took his word for it. He would have a studio session here, studio session there. He would write the rhymes right there and then. My man was working, man. All eyes on me. Yo, that just make you think. Like, if he, if Pac was still around, or so the tech- much trouble in the book. <laughs> Shout out to Big Psych. Man. Or or, or or if um. If, like, the technology now, because, like, all you need to record now is a laptop and a mic. If he would have had that back then, yo, he probably would have made, like, eight to nine songs a day. Shit. That's awesome. was probably never getting sleep after that. I mean, we we heard about it from Shock G and a couple of people about Pac's recording. He was smoking weed, smoking cigarettes, drinking Hennessy. He was up all night. He wasn't getting much sleep. He, he didn't have a diet. This man just... No, he eat. had a diet. He was on a Hennessy and hot wing diet. I'm talking about a healthy diet, my man. Like he, he still stays he, he eat, sleep, he breathed in that studio every day. That's all he had. So he just kept working, 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 working. That's why that album was done so fast. He had so many... I bet you there's songs that didn't even make the album. Those Which songs, could have been a five disc CD investigation. The song that didn't make the album is called "Until the End of Time and Better Days." Well, you see, that's how it is, and they changed up the beats too. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh well, yeah, they had to do that for legal reasons. But shout out to Feeney because, like, she she kept that man yeah, name and peace, legacy rest alive. Rest in peace to Feeney. She called man. We're, we're doing a lot of rest in peace shout outs. That lets you know how so many people we lost 
in this hip hop culture. That just go to show you we we old nigga. Like <laughs> we old. Well, it's besides that, but I'd rather time. hey, you don't get older, you only get better. And yep. there's a lot of people that haven't made it to CIH, man. Well, that's true too. Pac is one of them. Oh, I man. think I'm the youngest in the room, and I'm 28. So let's see, Pac, 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 Pac and Biggie died at like 25 and 24. Yeah, damn. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Pac, Pac was, was 25. One, I think Pac was one year older than Big. Pac was 25. How Big was, was 25. How old was Big L when he got killed? Yeah, I don't think he saw 30. I don't think I don't Big, think L, Big saw L saw 30 either. Either. No, I don't think. Well, any Big L questions, we have to ask this man here, T, because, you know, he is from Uno Tres Nueve. Well, first of all. For all you people out oh, there that God, don't know here that, we go. He is from, he, he practically lives in Harlem, I ladies don't and gentlemen. Live in Harlem. He knows every street in Harlem. I've had met Big L twice. That's uh, it. See, come on, man. Wait, wait, wait. You met Big L? Only through my aunt. Can, can, can we hear the story? Let's hear the story of how my, you met Big L. Well, one time, I didn't even know who the man was back then. I just remember hearing this one was of the before tracks. the album. This was no. This was this was during the album. During the album. This was during a uh, so lifestyle. During um, so, so so you you weren't a baby when you met Big L. No, I was at I was six when I met him. Okay, okay. all right. Now he now I know he can't say anything because unfortunately he's deceased. But I didn't know who he was. I just heard a few songs from him. Now my aunt used to know one of his family friends or relatives around then. See back then. My aunt used to live on um, 114th, and this was the time my father was still residing at uh, two blocks away at 116th. And they both were between like St. Nicholas Ave and <coughs> Lennox Ave. <coughs> what I tell you, people? The the dark days of Harlem where you didn't want to go there at night. Hey, I, continue. I even had the picture. Remember the picture I'll show you <laughs> on Instagram? Yes. It was memory lane, okay? <laughs> we remember that picture. And what you mean, the dark days of Harlem, man? I love Harlem. What are you yeah, talking I love, about? Yeah, and I love Harlem too now. And the funny part is where my father resides, right around the corner, in case people are not aware, off topic. Remember the scene of New Jack City when they took over the Carter? We was literally around the corner i used to work out in harlem so harlem always so where that so where new jack harlem, city had that place when they took over what they had the carter right we was that's the same block of adam clinton boulevard right and on the corners 116 we was right around that corner on 116 so back to big l yeah so one day my aunt um this is when my late uncle her then husband i think i don't know if they were still together then which by the way has the same birthday of me rest in peace mm -hmm. He used to live on 120th, I think, or 119th, I can't remember. But there was one time we we ended up like around like 140 something street. So Big L was not always just staying on 139th the way I saw it. I you know he moved around. So there was one time I met this guy, and we didn't we didn't say Big L, we just said Lamont. Did so, did he teach you ebonics? No, I I oh, it was not it was not oh, like it was not the time to chill with him. It was like uh. Oh, he was just passing by? Show up, pass by, and then that's it. So you knew him by his government name? Yeah, we didn't say Big L then. Mm. My aunt called him Lamont. Lamont. So, you know, a lot of people was respected of like that. was like, no, you know, don't call me Big L. You can call me Lamont. Just, you know, because you can call me Big L as my music name. But when we, like, next to each other, like friends or family and stuff, you can call me Lamont. That's what's up. So... I met him for, like, a few minutes. I couldn't remember the rest, but I just... He was, he was a chill dude. And then he, I remember feeling a little bit of a pat on my head a little bit. And then he just and then he just said, hey, guys, see you later and everything. He patted you on the head? Yeah, like patted me on the head. Like, not, did, like, you, did you have your dreads at the time? Or your baby dreads? Or, yeah, or? a little twist was starting to come in. I guess he sprinkled his magical powers when oh, he touched the head. And he just grew a little more. <laughs> big, big, big L, big L, bless my man. But yo. at the same time as this one, like to say I'm too much from Harlem, Big L is one of my other favorite rappers because... 
when I listen to that album, my favorite song to this day will always be Street Struck. Well, one of the chills off that song, man. That song, I could play that song forever. Yeah. Street Struck is one of my favorite songs. Now, don't get me wrong, MVP and Put It On has always been classic records, but Street Struck is one of my favorite, favorite Big L songs to this day. Uh, Y'all know my my favorite Big L song. Which is? Deadly Combination. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and for obvious reasons, too. What, what what you mean? What you mean? Obvious reasons. Who's on Deadly Combination? What you mean? Who's on? I'm asking you since you said that. Uh, I know the answer, but I want you to tell the people. I mean, how could we not know? Remix, the remix, remix. Yo, was that, that Miss Jones? The on one that with Miss Jones, oh. man. I could listen to that a hundred times. I just love the way it sounds, man. It sounds so good. You How know many versions did he have for that particular oh, track? Oh man, that that and the video. There's a video for it. It, it. It's just one of my favorite records. But Big L is one of the hardest, greatest lyrics like technicians, man. The way he puts this his is, words this is together. This is coming around the Children of the Corn era, too. Yep, shout out to Children of the Corn, man. A big group, too. So wasn't he part of that? Talking about children, so let's talk about, because, you know, we probably going to have some listeners who don't know a lot of stuff, yeah, or don't know educate. as much as we know. Yes, indeed. So Children of the Corn, that's uh, Cameron, Mace, Herb McGruff, uh, Bloodshed, and, uh, big L. and Big L. Yes, indeed. Now, I know how you feel about Cameron, QG, I don't hate Cam. Listen, man. Listen, listen. I don't you, hate Cam. Bro, you know what the, I, you know appreciate, what the, I appreciate the old Cam. Nah, but you know what? It started to reason why Cam went the way he did. Man, because... come, come home with me as a classic. No, no it's, it's not. not. Yes, it is. Wrong. Yes, Never it is. It. Wrong. I'm but, but But see, the thing is, when you when you look at Cam, why he changed, because of that whole thing he was going with, with what's his name? Dragon. Because... But the computers is putin. What no. does that mean? What, no. The computers is putin. <laughs> what does that mean? That means the computers working. How does, it, how, how does the computer pute? Oh no! No disrespect to Cam. He is one of the legends that's he been is. out in the game for a long, long time. But I Cam, can't listen to that. I'm sorry, other man. Stuff. Listen, I, I couldn't do. My, Cam, I couldn't listen. do Rockefeller and Post after that, man. Listen, Cameron. And I'm still mad to this day. He spoke Chinese on a song. Oh, hey, lady. He said, Ching Chong Maga Hai. <laughs> That's Chinese to you? That's Chinese. <laughs> yeah, all that. Of all, all, listen, of all the stuff you listen, brought up is that. Listen, all that, all that Rudy Tootie, Fresh and Fruity, Computers Putin, you know Boogity what? Boogity, all that crazy you know, stuff he was talking. Of, you, know, I'm no. mad, you know, speaking of Cam, I'm still mad. Killer season. I'm, no. no. I'm still mad Wrong. that that damn song he had with DMX was not on neither of those albums. Yeah, pull it. And that they play that right song there. heavy. That could have been on confessions. That could have been on confessions. But but my favorite uh my favorite um Cameron song is on SDE though. Which is Him and Prodigy, man. Him and Prodigy. That is a hard track. I feel sports, like moving sports, weight. drugs, entertainment, that album, yep. Even though the album I really wasn't hmm. It was not bad. I love Confessions second, of Fire. S- second favorite song is on Confessions of Fire. Cause you know, me, my moms, and Jimmy. That shit is hard. <laughs> what a record! What a record! It was totally ahead of its time. Whose moms was that? That was Jimmy's boss. That, that was, was a, that mom? was actually Cam's mom. That was Cam's. That's Cam's mother. She was actually on the record. She made that record. <laughs> Mama Sita sips margaritas. I remember when she said that. And oh, and Kim, you do you you funny for having that Magnum PI sample too. Dun, take dun, it dun, nah, dun. but but the hook for that song, take your time, young man. Mama used to say, <laughs> "Live your life." Oh man, I'm a, I'm gonna listen to that later. Oh man, out of all the songs, that's the one you're gonna listen to. Yeah, me, my mom's and Jimmy. That oh, shit hard. Oh, that's better than horse and carriage. No, it's not. 
Now the horse and carriage remix, that shit is that shit is great. Don't listen to this guy, people. First of all, first we can expose all. him right now because <laughs> there's only one particular reason why he likes that. Yeah, remix. who had the last verse? Listen, man, you guys are the, gonna hear that. Who often. had the last verse? Listen, man, Silk the Shocker. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, bias, very Silk the Shocker made that. He ain't song. gonna show big pun any love on that song, and pun was on it. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Listen, I, man. I thought White Clef was gonna rap on that song. Nah, man. So. Yo, man, Silk the Shocker t- uh, made that song, and Master P made the four three two one remix. <laughs> wrong. I'm a Nolan soldier. Hey, he was the worst out of them all. No, that fans. was the worst <laughs> verse on the entire song. The worst verse. He had no business on there. Why? Is I he... love P, but wrong. Why? Which is... mean he had no business. He on had there. no business on there. Bro, did you no... see the lineup on that song? First, first thing he had to do with LL Cool J. That's not easy for him to do. DMX, Cannabis? DMX bodied that song. And DMX? Red, Red Man, Man went and in. Method Man? Come on, Get son. Out of here. He wasn't even on the original song. He, he should have been. No. no he what they should have did was they should have went back on the album and they should have put his verse in there since they took Cannabis off and they should have pressed that album and put that shit on. I, do, I will give him credit for wearing that Terrell Davis Devil Broncos jersey in the video. Oh, yeah. Shout, shout out to Terrell Davis. That man went blind and scored a touchdown, so he claimed. But, um. He still got two rings. But yeah, man, like it's shit, yo, man, like yo, yo. First of all, and I'm not biased, all right. Bias, very I'm biased, bi- <laughs> very biased. For those of y'all who are gonna follow this podcast, I'm gonna say a lot of statements, and these two are gonna try to, to prove me wrong. We ain't gonna try. We're gonna prove them wrong every single time. Because apparently, I, I gotta have a, I gotta have a reason or ulterior motive every single time. Time out. You just said Silta Shocker like he was the best one on the song. And he was not. Listen, so <laughs> he was not. Shout out to Silk the Shocker. That man Don't get got... me wrong. Silk is a legend in the game. Don't get me wrong. But And he was a great actor, too. Actor where? Hot Boys. Uh... You call that great actor? <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all the best actor in that in that film was Master P. <laughs> How was it going? Because he snitched? <laughs> Ain't because he snitched. He said one thing that could really, really go for us. It go like this. He ain't even got a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that was good in that entire film. Listen, man. Shout Master- out to Clifton Powell, too. Yo, Clifton Powell always in these hood <laughs> movies, man. Why he... Bro, when I seen Clifton Powell in the Tupac biopic, man, that shit had me rolling. Oh, and, and he always the, the hood dude who get... Or the old OG getting in trouble and getting locked up for some and shit. And the only one he didn't... That he became a good guy for some reason is that damn pinky. <laughs> pinky nigga. That hey was man, a fun. Rappers that, love that. That should have been a spinoff. Rappers no love that guy. Pinky should have had a spinoff. Rappers love Clifton Powell, man. He appears in everything. Yes, he does. Yo, speaking of which, yo, but but yo, you know, Master P. The only reason I ever watched Lockdown. Of course. Yeah, yeah. He shanked the guy on the basketball court. Didn't I watch that movie with you one time? Yes, it was you on did. BET. Yes, you it did. It was on BET. I'm on the phone with this guy. Uh-oh. And the movie comes on. I was like, and I've never seen it before, but Alfred's seen it. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll sit there. And then the whole thing with the shanking scene. And I'm like, oh, God, what is this, man? Like, seriously? Nah, but I can't. I, I never will watch that movie again, though, because when homie gets raped in the cell, oh, man. I can't. Yo, shout-outs to Vlad TV for having that interview with Duke, man. He said that shit changed his life. Hip-hop movies, we will definitely discuss that. That's a great topic we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, we, we got to put that on the list. Oh, I, we will boy. definitely put that on I, I know which I know one of them we're going to talk about. Hey, <laughs> it's one of your favorite there's one. There's one favorite hip-hop movie of mine above all, and you guys will hear about that. I ain't going to say it now. Yeah, we'll, we'll save one that part, for that. There's we one hip-hop that movie that I'm definitely going to talk about that we'll I always save, laugh at. QG, we talk about it a lot. All the time. <laughs> save that for the episode. Yo, so what, what, yo... Like what? What old stuff y'all been listening to lately? Oh man, for me, um, on my way here, it was the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers. Yo, I love that album, but like in the grand scheme of things, 
Don't it always feel like the volume was just too low for that? Like you, I always got, I always find anytime something plays from that album, I always find myself having to turn that shit up. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because they never remastered that CD, did they? I don't nope, think so. You know that you notice a lot of albums that was done back then, they remastered and they fixed the levels. Any any, and, yeah. any any Death Row album you buy now, that shit says digitally remastered in big that's letters why, on the that's bottom. That's why. That's why the volumes it does go in and out. So I, think, I uh, totally was understand it, that. Was it? Um, there's a lot of albums. I think like oh, not Life After Death. What was this? Ready to Die. I think was remastered. Bro, they all Plenty say digitally times. remastered, bro. Yeah, and that's why. That's why they digitally the remastered and they put bonus tracks on that shit. They all digitally remastered. But but I was I was bumping that thirty six chambers man. Reason is because I recently looked at something on YouTube called you know Wu Tang is for the children. It's a nice short documentary just talking about the album just a little bit. And I'm gonna share this with y'all. The one thing that blew my mind that really made me listen to it. Do you guys remember? The first song on Enter the 36 Chambers, Bring the Ruckus. Yes. Yeah. How could I forget? You know that snare drum? Yeah. Inspector Deck, shout out to you for this. He said RZA took a paint bucket and a ruler, and that's how he made that sound. That. Damn. A paint bucket and a I ruler mean, for I that mean, snare drum. I mean, when you not, listen to it, listen to that. That's not the first time somebody sampled a sound that didn't come from an instrument, because fucking. Um, didn't the Hitman sample a blow dryer for Craig Mack? I didn't know about that. Yeah, from what I read, they sampled a blow dryer for uh, for flavor in your ear. But my thing is, the wh- where do you think of that? Where does that come from? That deep part in your brain that's, that that's, created that's, juice, man. That's, that's wait, wait, wait. What part of flavor in your ear? The, uh, damn, I, I'm going to sound like an asshole trying to recreate the sound, but uh, you know the part that goes... Wow. From the beginning. That's a hair dryer? Matter of fact, when we, when this episode is over, I'll play it for you. I and, I'll, and I'll call. Sound, I thought that was a fake sound. No, that's a blow dryer, sir. <laughs> you serious? Yeah, like I I'll, I'll play it for y'all when we when we done. First. Well, I mean, I mean, you can add that to your archives because you know Craig Mack is your uncle. So, oh, here we go. Yeah, you know. Shout outs to my man Craig Mack. Rest, rest, rest in peace, rest in peace oh, man. man. You know, I I was he, mad he, when he was he, when he he stopped he stopped doing wickedness. Toward the uh, end of his uh, first of all, don't he, did, to that. he did righteousness. Anyway, let's we, get, we 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 ain't even gonna talk about that with Craig. We're gonna talk about Craig's music, not that garbage that y'all he was seen sing, on YouTube. He, he was singing man. in the church. No, nah, stop it. <laughs> he rapped in the church. Stop it. Stop it. You didn't like it. that freestyle stop in the it, church. Stop it. Let me get down. Let me get down. All that stuff. We gonna talk about the real Craig Mack. That not was that the, nonsense. That that, we, that was the born again. Not that nonsense. He should have had a instead of Biggie getting a born again album. He should with the Easy Mo B Productions with Craig Mack and making cream with the puff. All that. Yes, we gonna talk about that. Making moves. Make moves with the puff. All that. Not that nonsense that this guy's talking about. Get down, get on down. Just Let like a piece down. of sizzling. The the like Break it down, Mac. And you know something, too? We could talk about that, too, on a future episode. The, those type of styles, that weird, oh, crazy, Craig Mac off was, the wall. Craig Mack was, oh, he was not man. lying about the futuristic type of style. Craig, Craig was different. I like Craig. Craig, see, was, Craig was just different. He, but see, this is what I liked about Craig, because he was himself. I felt Craig was himself. Oh, yeah. Those hand moves. I used to do that a lot. Representing Long Island. Speaking of Long Island, yo, shout outs to my favorite duo, man, EPMD. Paris, Eric Eric Sermon and Paris Smith. First of man. all, I don't believe you on that. No, 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 no. How you no, don't no. believe I, me? I'm going to back him up. He's right. He's right. He's right. Because we've had several discussions about a particular topic involving EPMD. I'm not going to mention it. He knows what I'm talking about. 
for those of you wondering, it's on the Beef 2 DVD. That Listen, right there. First oh, of all, he first, keeps uh-huh. bringing it up every single first, time. First off, first off. And we've had off, issues uh-huh. with that. My man, uh-huh. I don't want to hear that crap. My man PMD was wrong, man. See, he went to the 7-Eleven to get the strawberry fillies, man. And he just oh, he came back and got there tied up in goes. his garage. No, no, he did not get tied up got in tied his garage. Up, he got tied he up was his... on his way home. And his mans was tied up. Yeah, he his man was, on was his way home. His man was tied up, and, and guess who hired the man to tie up? There's the man? no proof of that. There's no proof. No evidence. All right, for those of y'all out there listening, I mean, it's, it's gonna be hard to man, buy this first DVD of all, now. Only but... Eric and Parrish could tell that side right. of the story, and they've they've settled it since then. Listen, listen, and I'm glad they settled it because we need to quick that ass like bounty. The like, oh god, I tell you straight up, oh, yeah, that's the sucker. That's the only line that he runs with with EPMD. Oh, no, no. I Quote that whole song. You 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 could quote the whole song. You but smack that's the me, line that you look for. You smack me and I smack your back. Oh man! I get goosebumps when the baseline thumps. Only one line. I be the he E double E. Only one line he loves to quote from Eric and Parrish making dollars, and that's a shame. Yo, man, I, I love EPMD, man. Great group. What part of Long Island are they from? Brentwood. Brentwood, Brentwood Long Island. Yeah. So shout out, to, shout out to Brentwood. Even though I wouldn't go there late at night. But, uh, I did not know they were from Brentwood. They're yeah, from Brentwood. they from Brentwood. Yeah. Craig Mack from Brentwood, too. Yep. Yeah, because him and Eric were him close. Him and Eric were, were homeboys. Him and Eric were close. Yes, indeed. Rock, Rock Kim is for what? Wine Dance, right? I believe so. Strong Island got a long... Uh, yeah, they got, man, a, list, they got a list of people. Keith Dela, Murray. De La Soul is De La Soul from, from, from Long Island. Keith Murray, I think, Keith is from Murray. Long Island. Yeah, Keith Murray from Long Island. Yes, he is. Prodigy's from Hempstead. Yes, he that is. Count, even that, though that, that counts as Long Island. Shout e- out to Pete. Even though uh, R.I.P., even yeah, though he would have told you he was from Queensbridge at one point. He but... still shouted out Long Island. No, he, he shouted he out He shouted out Hempstead all the time. He really did. Who else from Long Island that we like? There's plenty. There's plenty out there. K. Solo... Nah, boy. Ah, uh, you said his name. K. Solo is from. <laughs> you said his name. Uh oh, don't, don't let him hear that. I know exactly where he's going to with this kid. You see, this is the thing, listen, man. Talk I, about the man's. You got the man's album. Don't I you? do have the album. Okay, so let's talk yo, about. Yo, speaking of that, yo, my favorite K. Solo song. Your mom's in my business. Oh, is in my business. I'm sure yo. that's everybody's favorite K. Solo song. Renee was cool too. Mm-hmm. You know why? I, you know why I like that song, Renee. And I'm not gonna get into it. Like. I, that's too personal, but it's, it's that, too personal. That that song, that song, Renee. Go, yo. If y'all can find um K Solo first album, just listen to Renee. And if you know somebody named Renee, just point them to that song. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know who else I like? I, I mentioned BDP earlier, but yo, my man D Nice was underrated. D Nice is underrated. He gets no credit. And it's, I, I it's feel sad. like he gets no honorable mention when it comes to hip hop. D Nice was great. He now, now he's more known for being a DJ than anything. Yeah. Yeah, he's been DJing. He was on the uh, whose show was that? Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. My name is D Nice. Yeah, D-Nice. he was he was DJing for Queen Latifah on her show, and um, yeah. And I show him how I did it. Uh, Doc was my favorite. I like I like his album. The Doc. The 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 Doc. But but uh, that, that that grand finale man on his album. Stay in your ass like cholesterol. You know what's interesting about that song? That was the last That's time so, NWA I, yeah, the Cube that, was. With them. Last song on Ruthless Cube ever recorded. Yep. Great posse cut by NWA and the DOC. DOC, man. Ruthless had a lot of good, um, a lot of good acts on. I like Above the Law. Oh, yeah. Above the Law. VSOP is my shit. You know what's crazy about, you know, when you mentioned Ruthless Records, look at how many people was on there had, had like maybe one single or tried to get one album and it didn't really work. Like, if you go back, you want to you want to hear a little fun fact about Ruthless? Yeah, 
You, you know, Black Eyed Peas was on Ruthless? Yes, they were. Yes, a lot of people don't know that. Because my man, William, is from Compton. Yes, Will I Am was on Ruthless. William. William. <laughs> Why are you guys? Will I Am. William. His name is William. Oh, God. Yo. Boy, I got to do that boy William. like that. I, I'm giving him props. His name is William. <laughs> yo, I got to show you all my Ruthless collection, man. I fucks with, yo. Yo, I even got the J.J. Fat album. The J.J. Fat. J.J. Yeah, Fat, yeah. Dr. Dre produced that whole shit, man. And, and, and you remember that group? Uh, what was it? Uh, what was it? HWA? Hoes with, with, with Attitude. They was on Ruthless. Oh, God. They had so many people on there, man. Like, it's like, where, where Abo- they at? Above the Law. Above the Law is great. Uh, above the Law is like the... Cold 187. My boy. <laughs> with that sound, that production, man. Freaking... Yo. I'm, yo. That... Murder rap is my shit. Yo, when I found out that was a Quincy Jones sample, I said, what the hell? Word, man. Above the law. Yo, a lot of... Yeah, that's another thing I can't wait for future episodes. About these samples, yo. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about a variety of shit, man. Mm-hmm. As you can see, we just going with it. Just just giving y'all just all of our favorites, things that we, yeah, that we love and, and uh, we want to yeah. discuss. Hell yeah. Like, it just... I don't know. Like, I we I feel like we could talk for... for I mean, we've had personal conversations from, for years that went for hours just... Talking about this shit, man. Indeed. Like, yo, man. Like, like I, like I used to say back in the day, hip hop heals the soul, man. And bringing that, like, how we all came together. This is how we all came together. This is how we became brothers in the first place because Music. of hip hop. Hip hop. I remember vividly, correctly. Uh, we all met at uh, York Corrections Facility. For those who <laughs> for, 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 who those, for those who don't oh, know, yeah. York break Correction it down, break it down, y'all. Break it down <laughs> on that one, please. For, for, for those of y'all who don't know. Oh, we, yeah. The three of us went to York College in Jamaica, Queens. Yep. But we call it York Correctional Facility because that place was like prison. But... Shout out to all the York alumni that you know that that still keep in touch with us till this day. People that we came we came across a lot of people, which is a few lot and of people far coming. Yo, that 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 cafeteria, man. Oh man, that's where that's where we actually met, like with the hip hop conversations. Yo, it, QG, you remember our very first conversation we ever had in life? The first conversation we had in life. You you don't remember, do you? I've, it's been a long I, time. I, really, I, really I can't even remember. remember the first. It's been so much that we can't even yeah, remember. I know it was in the cafeteria. Yo, T.O., I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember our first conversation, but this man, I remember our okay, first conversation. Please, we were talking about Tupac, bro. Okay. Oh, all right. You know what the funny thing is? First time I remember talking with QG was when um, what's his name? Shout out to Ralph. Ralph was there. Oh man, that's the first time I saw him. Ralph is the glue. That's my boy, Yo, man. Shout, shout, shout out, out, shout boy, out to Ralph. Man. That man made me the chicken sandwich. He ain't even know me a day. <laughs> yo, shout out to yo, that man. When it comes we to hip hop, when it comes to these hip hop conversations, yo, Ralph, man, we we, we got to get you here, man. Oh yeah. He he is the catalyst behind all of it because in all these conversations, he was there, and we all had these discussions about Pac, about all these different people, and Bro, we all appreciated it. So you remember we used to bring the portable DVD player? Niggas oh, was watching the old source of wars. Watching all sorts of wars, mm-hmm. the House of Blues, Tupac, Snoop Dogg. We watched. House so blues, many huh? different things, man. Yo, it, it started with that, ball. and then it started with that. <laughs> it started with that, and then I came through with the portable speaker. Yeah, I can't. I, yo, I, yo, I don't even have that pocket speaker no more. Oh, bro. I remember that too. You, you talking about that little small black? Yeah, one the, the small black yeah, one. Yeah, man. we just used to bump shit to the point where people used to come with you, turn that shit down. I'm like, yo, fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> yo, all the freestyle sessions. Oh God. All the songs, we, we we would just be kicking it, man. Like even even though we got class, some people would cut class just to kick it. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, I yo, my parents might end up listening to this one day, but yo, I, I yo, I cut. I class. never cut. 
<laughs> Yo, Mom, I, dad, I, I never cut. Never I, cut. Listen, I, you know, I, I, be, I keep it a buck. I cut class sometimes. <laughs> fuck environmental science, oh, man. Oh, man. Yo, and I man. still pass that class with a C minus. So fuck what you heard. <laughs> but, but it's interesting, though, man, because that's how I met Mac. That's how I met you, Al. Like, it was all a hip-hop conversation. We we, we just thought... Because it was you and I first, Mac. Yeah. And then Al, Al came, came in. came later. Right. right. And then it Much all later. just... It just, it just it continued just, it just, from there, It man. just blended right off the back. Yeah, man. Those were them days, man. And every Wednesday was... You uh, called us the Treacherous Three, then? The Treacherous <laughs> Three. That's what we was... That, that's what it was. Yo... And every Wednesday was jerk chicken, jerk chicken wrap Wednesday. I oh, never forget man. that shit. I'm not even gonna talk about what I ate. Right. Yo, uh, you, actually, you, actually, you can. You used to, yeah, yo. Uh, let me tell all y'all that don't know out there. Let, let me. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll lead off. But all y'all that don't know, when it came to lunchtime, all I did was just go right to the damn flea market on the app and order teriyaki chicken this is with the, the rice. Teriyaki it was man. so bad. Oh, oh. It was so bad that. Every time I came over there, teriyaki chicken with white rice, no vegetables. That's exactly how Yo, it was. Yo, the the teriyaki lady knew this man. I became the, I became the mayor up in that summer. Yo, she every time she would see him, and when she would see him, she would just smile and be like, "Yo, what a teriyaki chicken!" I swear to God. And on top of that, no and I did a lot so I get that free t- chicken teriyaki. I swear to God, thing when they used to stamp it. It was like a, it. it was like a sixth sense with this guy. It's like they knew he was coming. Wait, as soon and, as he no, walked through the door, they have it ready. And not only did they know, and, and, they, and, and, and by the way, if you're listening, I ain't talking about the one that's newly open for the past few years. I'm talking about all the way with the Banco Popular, whatever that crap was at. Yo, I'm talking about that particular. I walked in teriyaki. there so many times with this. I ain't dude. talking about the new spot now, which is on the corner. Of I walked. I walked uh, into that teriyaki spot so many times with Tio. They even had the snap. Ready for this the man. snapple ready for this man. He <laughs> got the food and drink ready Peach for this dude snapple. before he walked Peach snapple, the door. by the way, that's what it was. But yeah. but but people, not a vegetable. <laughs> no double then, meat with gravy. I'm wait, like, wait, and then here's the thing. Oh. Usually they ask you if you want teriyaki sauce. They never asked this man. They, <laughs> just poured, all ready. they poured the They poured sauce. it all before he could even say anything. Yep, they sure did. They teriyaki helped me. sauce. They knew me from the can of paint. See me, I would go in there and I would try to get something different every yo, this man ate the same. <laughs> Every day for years, years, people, Only years. Only a few times I went different in that flea market. Only a few. And I'm talking about like less than five. Yo, oh, man. But, but this man practically bled teriyaki. <laughs> just, just straight up and down. There was just teriyaki chicken yeah, all that day. Was my blood. He bled, he bled teriyaki. Not only did he bleed teriyaki, he bled teriyaki and he and he never stopped listening to Pete Rock and see how smooth, man. <laughs> and, and, and let's not forget. Let's not forget the famous, the all-famous drink that he always used to have with that, man. It Peach was not Snapple, wrong. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. As a matter of fact, since this is a hip-hop podcast, it says KRS-One did the commercial. KRS with MC Shan. Yes, he did. My Which man, was the best one. My man always had a Sprite nearby. Every single time. But, of course, these two are going to be like, no, you like to roll P-Rock and see smooth. Of course. That was his favorite Sprite commercial, What man. the hell, P-Rock? He didn't even finish the damn verse. It was a hot <laughs> verse, though. Pete, come on, Pete. You got to do better than that, man. Meet the Caramel King of the Castle. Keeping it tight. Speaking of, speaking of MC Shannon. I didn't though. know there was one with Pro and uh, Puba, though. Oh, yeah. Nah, I never seen yeah, that one. I, that's, I a, that's a classic. Anybody yeah. out there, go I check that. I thought that was a hit. I thought that Yo, was a hit. Yo, but MC Shan, man. Shan? MC Shan, man. Let me... This man went on a DVD talking about... Uh, uh-huh. And he does. Talking about he got a he, he got yachts and boats and he, he got does. doorbells with real bitches singing, singing the, the notes. notes. Yes. I w- Yo, somebody find that man house and ring that doorbell and see if he got real bitches singing the Go notes. on his Instagram. My man Shan, love you Shan, a pioneer from Queens. 
Go on his Instagram. My uh, man is living. My man is living yeah, good. Yeah, he's living yo, because KRS-One brought him on tour after he beat him. Shout out to Shan, man. It was a legendary yo, yeah, battle. Bitch, I got a light. Not sleep on Shan no matter what. Yes, the, the, whole battle, the, the whole battle, battle with KRS-One. He still Shan came was, out with songs and records after that, yes, man. Yes, he did. Show love. His greatest contribution in my fandom of rap was when he... he you he, the funny part is that Spike commercial, he was actually battling. And he won. And he won. <laughs> he really he won the serious. rematch. Oh, he the... won the rematch against KRS in that Spike commercial. He won. Listen. First of all, his... he already he already dissed KRS off the back. Whoop, whoop. He won. Listen. He got revenge. His greatest contribution was when he brought my man Snow to the game, man. That's his greatest contribution? Yeah. No, it's not. No, I it's not. And Pharma. And I, no disrespect to that song, G-Rap destroyed all of them. There's a song out there. For those that don't know, which you probably don't, it's a song with Snow, Cool G-Rap, MC Shan. They all in prison. And for some reason, G-Rap just decided to just body everybody <laughs> on there as he always did. So, I mean, he just, he, just, he just caught lighter fluid and just destroyed that song. And then Snow had the last part. Okay, well, since you're a Snow fan, quote some more Snow then. What else? I can't, I can't. What else did he say after Informer? I can't speak the language. Ah, uh, that would be a disservice. Yes, I got sir. A question: Did did G Rap and Kane ever do an album together? Or no, they never did an no. album. I would have loved to see a F- duo album with those. From two. my knowledge, the only duo albums he did was with DJ Polo. Um, th- there is a song. Well, uh, it was uh, a race racism. It race. They did that song. Yeah. Kane, G Rap, Bismarcky. I would have loved to see those two do an album together. And they were in the same crew. This is which like is crazy. It's, to it's, me. it's like it's like Nas and AZ. They never did an album together. I wish. Yes, G-Rap... they did. No, the, the firm. firm. No, I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about two oh, of them about, together. Oh, just them just alone. Just Nas them two. And AZ. Not yeah, that's the firm. Cr- that, that's crazy. He collaborated a whole album with with, uh, with Damian Marley before he did with. Uh... Before he did with oh, uh, a AZ. Bit of and a lot respect. of people were, were were always anticipating and asking, how come Nas and A never did an album together? And it and the songs that they every song they did together is fire. They could have life's that a bitch easy. and then that you die. Easy Put on that on there. More money, more murder, more homicide. Life's a bitch is my favorite overall Nas song. Man, that nigga. AZ if I tell just... y'all my second, y'all might look at me funny. Wait, so that's your favorite Nas song? Life's oh, a bitch. Life's a bitch. Yep. What's your favorite? What's your other favorite? Cherry wine with Amy Winehouse. Why? That that song is just I don't know it just gets me when I listen to it. That's a beautiful song. Oh no! Yeah, yes. <laughs> let, man, let me tell you, I love the signal hooks. This man, man singing. You wanna, oh lord! One of Nas, one of my favorite Nas songs ever. Like the world is yours. I play that a lot. I, I know Pete Rock was the producer. Ex- but, exactly. Back but to Rock. but another song I always loved was One Love. He killed that damn record. One, one Love was good. Um, now nah, One Love was hot. And uh, who produced it? Q-tip. Why not? All right, right, I because, love because the whole tribe called Questing. <laughs> there we go. See how? Oh, come back? on. But, but Q- always a reason. You see, everybody got their reasons except, except me. me. Except, except me. You know, nah, we gonna find out. You know what the funny part is? The first time I heard it, I didn't even know Tip even did the production of that. Okay. Now, nah, but Book Book of Rhymes is my third favorite Nas. Song. I don't really have a favorite Nas song. Man, I, I got him in order. Because I could just listen you, to his stuff. But I'm glad you brought Nas up because a lot of people. I think he said once uh, recently quote me uh someone correct me that you know he's tired of the whole people talking about illmatic he this is. illmatic yeah it was written should be up there too because no but Nas definitely got some classics i mean i'm not gonna one look. of my favorite songs we're gonna talk suspect. about classic albums no yeah. question like yo and, and I, was, I, I was telling i was telling to this before you got here though yeah, but like yeah project windows is my shit oh, oh now nah, wait now nah, see more reasons more reasons <laughs> and it has nothing to do with Nas versus Go ahead. Out of my project window. <laughs> oh, 
That's a terrible, terrible <laughs> rendition of Ron Isley, man. Why are you doing that to that man? Don't yo, do I that love, to Mr. Biggs. Yo, yo I love Ron Isley. Don't man. do that to Mr. Biggs. Yo. Mr. Biggs on that, man. Come Looking on, for his better days. Oh, Ooh, man. I... Don't he sound like the dude from Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> he sound like the old dude from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Mr. Herbert. <laughs> 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 he's just like when he's ah. man. Oh, man. But, I, but, but you know what? For me, like with Nas, I love a lot of unreleased Nas, man. The a lot of tapes stuff. is dope. I ain't no, even I, talking about he's those. He's talking about the one with joints AZ, that, yo, Dre, when they did the mini There's some Rippleton joints that's sample. on YouTube. There's some joints that's on YouTube, like you want to play rough? Nah, that song Triple Threat with Triple Nori Threat with and Nature. Nature. Oh man, yo, Lil Nas, he got a lot of stuff on YouTube that he Life is like a dice game, which is crazy to me, Matt. You know what? who produced it? Who? Life is like a dice game. Who? Easy Moby. He ain't even put it out. Damn. An Easy Moby with Nas? Are you serious? Oh, oh wait, wasn't that supposed to be a Hellmatic album, something like that? Hellmatic was just a, it was just a bunch of unreleased joints. Oh, okay. Like the funeral parlor song with G Rap and, and AZ. AZ. Oh now, my why god! Why would you put that out? Damn, like that, that was that was a hot song though. Probably record label politics. Yeah, and and, and Nas and P did a record, right? Yes, Nas and P did do a record. I did hear about the song. I never heard the song, but I heard Nas they did and a record. Master P did a Nas and Master. You know what? How come I didn't know about this? Oh, you didn't know? I seen I seen it in the credits, it's, but I never um, actually heard it. It's 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 Nas, Master P, and Mac. Um, ah, yeah. Off the Only God Could Judge Me album. Right, right, right. Oh. Right. And I gave Nas. See, for those of y'all out there, I got I, I got an extensive Master P collection. But um. Oh, you're right. I remember that song now. Yeah, I and, forget and, about that and, song. And I gave Nas so much respect because he spit. I I don't remember exactly word for word what he said in the verse, but at the time, because you know Master P was making movies. In one verse, he named all the Master P movies. Wow, up he, to that point in one verse, and I was just like, "Wow!" I gotta in like two that. bars, and I was just like, "I gotta hear that, yo." Come I on. was just like, "Yo, bring that up." Wow. I, gotta, I gotta remember if I heard. He about did that, that on that record. He did. He, he mentioned I got the hookup, foolish, and I'm about it. Damn. Nas did his homework, man. That's what don't, don't sleep. That's one thing about Nas. He does his homework. Nas always gives us quotables, man. But there's so many No Limit collaborations though that people forget about. Jay Z. Jay-Z was on Silk's album. Jay-Z was on Silk, the Shocker album. I remember hearing that album, and I didn't even get a chance to see what the tracks were until I heard Jay-Z. The song was You Know What I'm About. I was like, and remember, and, and you know what? It's no surprise with that, because what did he say on Imaginary Player? That, that down, down South, South Master P, P by the body shit. He showed love, man, because P was selling them units, man. And then uh, I know um, on Mia X album, she had Snoop Dogg and Fat Joe. Oh, yeah. And the beat changed mid-song, and, and they still bodied that shit. Oh, man. Um, well, that's when you saw like the South and New York connected now. And and big pun, God bless his soul, man. Oh man, yes, showed up did. on a Mr. Servon song of all of all places. Yo, the I got the hookup soundtrack. If y'all hear Mystical and ODB on the same song, can you imagine that? It's called <laughs> Who Rock This Shit. Nah, Word. that is probably one of the loudest songs ever recorded <laughs> in history. I'm a, I gotta play that for y'all before y'all leave out of here. Oh, oh man. god. But, uh, nah, man, like, yo, there's so much shit that we can talk about on this podcast, man. Oh, man, we getting into it, man. This is love right here. This is just the beginning, man. And this, Yeah, this is just the beginning. This is just an intro, y'all. This shit gonna drop every week. Mm-hmm. Every week. On, uh, we dropping this shit on Apple Podcasts, so, yeah, 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 check this shit out. But, um, yeah, man, like, yo, like, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's hip-hop. Always coming. Yo, like... 
I don't think we could ever run out of topics, man. We can't. There's just because so like rap go back about. so far. Exactly, rap goes back to the seventies. I mean, I'm and, not I'm not gonna be talking about no basement parties in the Bronx, but no, we don't have to talk about that. But I'm just saying, it's sort of that. It's a it's there. a historical fact that everybody knows about. You yeah, know, we 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 all know about that. Shout out to the father of hip hop. You know, you got to talk about Cool Herc, man. But you know, we don't have to get into the details about him because it's out there. Everybody knows about it. If you don't, please do your homework and do your research. I don't know about it. But the funny about, part is about rap, Cool Herc. Some people yeah, were rapping. Some people were rapping in the fifties and everything on songs that they were just mostly singers. Oh yeah, blues. But the problem is we didn't say it was rap. Jazz. They just started talking. It in was a rap a, it was way. a style, and of course with reggae. Reggae is a quintessential part of hip hop. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to know that. If you don't know that, mm-hmm. I mean, you would have thought Karis one was a reggae artist at some points. He Man, loved he throwing in that early Jamaican bo- roots, and, and so criminal looked, minded. He looked like he could be especially when he said artist. the P is free. <laughs> <laughs> What da da dang? What da 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 dang? He said that. Listen to my nine millimeter go bang. Uh, every every rapper with those Jamaican roots, they always look at uh like, for for those that don't know about a reggae artist, I'm sure you know about this uh T with Yellow Man. Yellow oh, Man God. was rapping. He was rapping. He was rapping. Oh yeah. And then you know like he really opened the door for a lot of people. Same thing with Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes incorporated the Jamaican roots. In a lot of his songs, especially KRS. So, even 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 Fife, Fife bringing in that Trinidadian style, man. Like you heard him on there, you know what I'm saying? Incorporating his roots with with, with you know with, with with the Caribbean flavor. So the Caribbean is Fife always used to kill a big me on part, those man. records. I, I, he would kill me in the way he was imitating all these other accents. He's Trini. He's Trini. Man. Holy my boy, my boy is Trini. Shout out to Fife. Rest in Speaking of reggae and rap, how about that reggae dude, uh, Prince Ital Joe, who was on all these Death Row songs? He was on Hail Mary. You know what the thing is? I'm glad y'all brought this reggae guy. Can someone please tell me who the hell was that reggae dude on Paint the White House Black? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I still to this day... Missing the pieces. To you know that about dude. that? You know about that record, Al? I don't know what the hell y'all talking. It's about. that George, George Clinton, Clinton record. It had Ice Cube, Yo Yo, Cam. What album is that on? It's on a George Clinton album. Oh, that's why I don't know. Paint the White House Black. You never seen the Paint video? Paint the White House Black. And and Homeboy wow. just pops in. I want to find out why. Why is that? Why? Ice Cube. Ice Cube got the first verse. And it was mad short. You know the funny part is there's an extended version of it. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And that's where everybody's actually has. But the guy you're talking about from Death Row, man, like he he was on uh, besides Hail Mary, bro. He's all over that um respect by the dog pound going towards the end to the Death Row inmates. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Gunshot. Yo, yo, they put him on every fucking thing. Yes, he was. Oh my goodness! He was even on Dad's album. Yeah, Retaliation, he was. Revenge, Retaliation, Get Back. Revenge. He was on there. Yeah, man. Shout out to him, man. And the original version that hit him yeah, up hit him at up. first. Yep. Yo, they should have never took that man off. That yo, yo, he had a lot of flavor to that man. Ah, <laughs> uh, but we gonna we gonna wrap this intro episode up. Um, but yeah, we got a lot. We gonna yeah we we got a lot of spicy shit to talk about in the coming weeks, man. Oh and, yeah, we going in. And uh, for oh, those yeah. of y'all out there listening on Apple Podcasts and every other platform that this will end up on, we uh, we appreciate you. And uh, we're gonna start this movement, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it big. We're gonna do it right. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah. So uh, anything y'all wanna say in closing, or anything that y'all want the, the people out there to check out that we've talked about today. Well, um, shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody out there listening and paying yep. attention and 
you know, the purpose of this whole thing is not just our appreciation of the hip hop culture, but y'all yeah, for, too. For, for you guys to really and don't look into and feel it. free to chip in, y'all. Oh, listen. So we, you we know, want to hear do? all the feedback. We, we're gonna we're gonna start some some uh, some blogs for this. Uh, matter of fact, in the description of the details, um, I'm gonna link everybody's social media. So I'll, if y'all don't mind, I'll put that out there. That way, listeners could hit us up, tell us what they like, what they don't like, put us on to some stuff. You know, we we just uh, we're gonna have some fun with it, make it interactive. Yeah, I'll definitely put my Instagram and my Twitter in the description. Those of y'all out there wanna. Yeah, those of y'all out there want to reach out, y'all can reach out. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, so this is just the, the episode one, the pilot. How y'all feel? And we got more to come. Oh, yeah. All right, we out. Thank y'all for listening to Rap Lab. We be back. Um, the next episode, which will uh, jump off next week, we already know the topic of what we're going to discuss. Uh, we doing our favorite posse cuts. So, like, yeah, so, like, you got three, four, five people on a song or more. We're probably going to talk about it. It's all right. It was a whole lot back in the day. Absolutely. So we catch y'all in the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.